You are listening to No PC Allowed, a.k.a. No Political Correctness Allowed. And I am Mac Iverson. Anybody with two IQ points left in their noggins to rub together knows that the illegal alien U.S. government-sponsored invasion of millions per year is pure evil. But what about legal immigration? Democrats, rhinos, and even many so-called conservatives have sung the praises of legal immigration. As long as you get in line and suffer and do everything the hard way, legal immigration is A-OK. But if excess illegal immigration is bad, then why add to the fire by having more immigration of any kind? Just because it's called legal instead of illegal doesn't change the end product too much. Okay, they may be of a higher quality of people, or they may not be. As we know from our own deep state mafia, money and education does not necessarily a good citizen make. In the following moments, we will look at not just illegal immigration, which being opposed to is a no-brainer, but also the sacrosanct notion of the romantic, glowing Statue of Liberty welcoming the tired, poor, huddled masses yearning to breathe free into the loving arms of Lady Liberty and New York City. Those days, too, will soon be gone because the deep state mafia controlling the Vice President Brandon regime has completely erased our borders. So now we must put a dramatic halt to all immigration, and for many decades to come. Impossible, you say? It can't be done. It will ruin the American economy, right? Well, our economy has already been wrecked, and the social fabric has been ripped, the ramifications of which have yet to be fully felt. But sudden triage may be able to save America yet. Maybe. There is a new bill that will be fully supported by Democrats and rhinos, of course, and it represents a revolutionary policy shift. Aliens would receive an automatic green card, which allows foreign nationals to live and work permanently in the U.S. If you somehow manage to make it into the U.S., no matter through what method, you get a green card. You may have broken the law and entered illegally like almost all of them are doing right now via Vice President Brandon's erased border. Pretty stupid to do it legally when being a criminal in America today is far easier and more profitable. In other words, they are trying to ease the shock of all these illegal aliens by waiting a mere quick seven years to make their full invasion status fully felt by all the law-abiding born-in-America suckers who are expected to drop trowel and grab the ankles for the sensual pleasures of these deep state mafia bullies. Oh, but we got all these hardcore restrictions that must be adhered to. Okay, what are they likely to be? Well, foremost, immigrants must uphold the law. But lawful behavior is increasingly whatever the deep state says it is. So if they turn a blind eye toward any criminal activity that may damage green card status, that's what the deep state will do. Ignore anything illegal as long as it supports the deep state. After all, these new arrivals will overwhelmingly be a new and needy dummy rat Democrat voting base. So their criminal activity must be hidden by the deep state no matter what. Another so-called restriction is favoring those who have a history of employment and educational achievements. On the surface, this sounds great. But in other words, favoring the elites of many backwater nations means that many stepped on their fellow citizens to gain that educational and employment advantage. 
That's often what you do to succeed in third world countries. Many of them cheated their way to the top. These foreign elites remind me of America's deep state elites. Do we really want more of those educationally advantaged and corrupted types banging on the doors to corrupt America even further? Really? To me, these are not necessarily the best and the brightest. They're the opposite because many of them lack good character. In 1996, the clumsily named IIRIRA, or IRIRA, law was enacted. Before this, America had very lax deportation laws. The deep state mafia existed then, too, of course. It was just not the hideously ugly and twisted beast as we know it today. This IRIRA law had the appearance of being really tough on illegal immigration by greatly increasing the penalties by deporting illegals for committing even minor misdemeanor crimes. Not just for illegals, but for new lawful immigrants, too. This law seems almost incomprehensibly harsh compared to today's 100% non-existent American borders. The deep state mafia has come a long, long way. These deportations shot up for the next 17 years until about 2013. But was this law really that effective? Harsh, yes, but effective? We have to ask, what were the longer-term consequences of that 1996 law? Well, because these illegal aliens didn't want to be deported, rather than about half of them voluntarily going back to Mexico after just one year, as they usually did, instead, they decided to hide out and stay here. The law was strident, but enforcement became lax due to the bad optics that the mafia-controlled media would certainly exploit. So, the deep state mafia, in conjunction with the rhino lackeys, created a massive non-solution solution that only massively increased the number of illegal aliens in America, just as planned. Before 1996, there were some 5 million illegals in America, far too many, but today there are at least 10 times that number, almost every one of them serving the nefarious purpose of America's deep state mafia. Under the Immigration Act of 1924, immigration visas went to 2% of each nationality of the total number of those nationalities from the 1890 census. Immigration policies became far more liberal after 1965 under the LBJ administration, when America really started to fall apart in so many ways. More recently... The U.S. led the world in refugee resettlement for decades, admitting more refugees than the rest of the world combined, primarily because America has a target on its back and George Soros has been aiming for a deadly bullseye for decades now. Soros knows if you can turn America into a third world backwater through illegal or legal immigration, it's all over except the funeral pier. In January 2023, Vice President Brandon announced he would allow 30,000 aliens per month from Cuba, Haiti, and Venezuela, three of the worst piss pots on planet Earth. 30,000 aliens per month. This is especially heinous because this only releases the pressure valve of three much-needed and overdue revolutions from these three incredibly corrupt countries, even more corrupt than the USA, if you can believe that. So America gets the very worst of the very worst aliens. But hey, at least they'll vote for taxpayer-funded free goodies by voting for the demon cat, demon rat Democrats. 
and that's what matters most to crazy, creepy, crooked Joe and his mobsters. Strengthening the Democrat base at any and all costs that the average American or the forgotten man has to pay for. Vice President Brandon deserves the death penalty for this one treasonous act alone. But there is plenty more treasonous Brandon acts where that came from. The deep state loves all this division and bifurcation into rich versus poor. The deep state displays pride in multiple languages and voting guides to make certain all recent arrivals remain ghettoized so as to certainly vote Democrat. The vast majority won't vote Republican because conservatism is far too nuanced and sophisticated for them to even understand. Many come from backwaters, where adults may have only the equivalent of a first-grade education and a hidden, lifelong history of criminal involvement. One of the most common arguments we hear is this. Native-born Americans won't do lower-level work. Well, that's because our government encourages laziness with low teacher union standards and great inflation. American culture is undemanding of its native sons. Many graduate from high school far below basic competency levels. Also, our rotten U.S. government won't allow the teaching of solid blue-collar skills in schools anymore. Working with one's hands used to be romanticized, and rightfully so. Now it's not. It's seen as gross or dirty and therefore work to be avoided. Leave it to the immigrants. No longer do Americans grow up with the attitude that any work is good work, or that we should grow where we're planted and take the time to develop our characters by starting at the bottom and working our way to the top. How outrageously insulting it is to assume that not only can't native-born Americans do manual labor, but they can't be scientists and engineers either? We have to import them? All this is a damning indictment of America's highly corrupted government schools. With the amount of money we spend per student, we should have the finest minds and highest competencies of any nation on earth. But because of dirty teachers' unions siphoning off these massive amounts into their deep pockets, writing massive checks to the deep state mafia politicians to protect them, we're stuck with a corrupt, worthless, woke, wimp-producing machine. America has some of the worst schools imaginable, full of child-molesting LGBT WTF a-holes and all protected by the mafia teachers' unions. It's nothing but a protection racket. There's also birth tourism, where hundreds of thousands of people from all over the planet, they come here, they are immigration squatters who travel here for the last few weeks of pregnancy to exploit chain migration by jumping the line. And then there's the French. They encourage assimilation. Even hyper-leftist France won't do the woke joke stupidity like here in America. They want their citizens to assimilate and be French. Well, good for them. Most painful of all, American churches are dead on arrival when it comes to standing for any politically incorrect moral cause. Churches have little to say about our rotten union-corrupted government schools. In fact, they don't have much to say about anything except just Jesus loves and accepts you just the way you are. But to hell with God's laws and commandments. That's not loving Jesus, ladies and gentlemen. According to the Bible, if you don't hate evil or socialism as its greatest proponent these days, then you don't love God. Michelle Malkin, in her book, Open Borders, Inc., Who's Funding America's Destruction? She writes, 
How to Make America Disappear in 10 Steps. Step 1. Brainwash the children. Feed them teaching tolerance propaganda peddled by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Display signs with messages like, Migration is beautiful, and no human being is illegal. Teach them to despise any form of enforcement. Instruct them to reject parents who value tradition, assimilation, and the rule of law. Bully those who think independently. Manipulate images of child migrants at every opportunity. Use them as human shields to prevent rational discussion of the consequences of open borders. Photograph and record them crying. Step 2. Infiltrate the churches. Step 3. Find a foreign billionaire hostile to America. It's easy if you try. Get him to fund a vast network of faith-based and secular nonprofit so-called charities so large that it is impossible to track all their work, spending, and coordination among themselves and with meddling international agencies and foreign governments. Deny, deny, deny that the network exists. Smear all those who shed light on the network as racists, xenophobes, and anti-Semites. Repeat loudly and often. Step four. So constant fear and division by promoting multiculturalism and diversity in universities, the media, and Hollywood 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Reward victimhood. Punish white privilege. Make it a thought crime to be proud of our country. Step five. Invoke the Statue of Liberty over the U.S. Constitution in every immigration debate. Step six. Take over law schools and never let go. Train legions of immigration lawyers, law clerks, and future men and women in black robes to embrace a ruinous combination of open borders and judicial supremacism. Step 7. Co-opt the Republican Party establishment. Exploit the statist U.S. Chamber of Commerce's and the agricultural lobby's thirst for cheap labor. Ally with never-Trumpers to prevent the southern border wall from ever being completed. Quietly lobby for cheap worker visa increases and many amnesties, while the American public is distracted by non-essential partisan bickering. Step 8. Normalize violence against sovereignty activists. Punch a Nazi, or a Republican, as they call us. Step 9. Ban the following words, phrases, and concepts from acceptable discourse on immigration. Invasion, illegal, alien, MS-13, crime, disease, fraud, Soros, you gotta ban that one, Soros, Chain migration, mob, animals, Sharia, 9-11, Constitution, make America great again, and of course, open borders. Step 10. Prevent Americans from investigating the profiteers and engineers behind the global migration crisis. Brand them as dangerous conspiracy nuts and push them off every available platform. Do not let them follow the money. When you follow the money, you find the truth. All that again from Michelle Malkin's book, Open Borders, Inc., Who's Funding America's Destruction. It's only common sense that dictates that you must allow a society sufficient time to absorb foreigners, especially with a destructive web of social welfare in place like it is. Otherwise, ghettos and divisions solidify creating a permanently stratified culture. The very thing that Marxists have been crying against since the very beginning. But Marxists need this division so they can step out and say, Ta-da! See? Look at all this division. But these Marxist scum invented this division with their erased borders and welfare idiotology. 
they're the ones to blame. Division, cultural misunderstanding, systemized hatred are all historically proven deep state inventions to keep everybody stuck inside their little cubbyholes. While the deep state mafia, all of them hiding inside their security-gated mansions, segregate themselves from the madness that they all created for the lowly likes of me and you. In other words, they solidify power by pulling out the distracting shiny objects for all the woke, simpleton, useful idiots with silly banter like diversity and equity and inclusion. With one of their faces and with their other face, they prattle on about how white Christian conservatives are the bane of all existence and we should segregate them, demonize them, and hate them with a passion that knows no bounds. Only a complete and total and absolute drooling moron could ever voluntarily be sold into being such a woke and mentally broke, sick joke. The time is long past for America's elites trying to be so left-wing as to think that 100% of race borders can ever, ever be assimilated. It's simply way too many people, way too fast. The wide-open floodgates means that their plan has only two possibilities. Either they succeed in turning America into a permanent third-world pisshole, or their plan has been so ambitious that it is deemed to be a colossal failure as soon as a sane grown-up like President Trump gets back into office, if he ever does. I could go on and on and on about all the obvious dangers of a reckless, 100% destructive immigration policy. We simply don't have time on this podcast to cover all that. Here's the bottom line. Allowing anyone and everyone from any country on earth to simply walk across our former border is only a strategy for those who truly detest everything good that America has ever stood for. Freedom, decency, integrity, safety, law and order, and the like. This new mafia-controlled left has a pure, unadulterated hatred of all of that. Why? Because it's bad for the new mafia business, if you know what I'm talking about. But again, it's not just illegal aliens... The numbers of legal immigrants historically has been quite competitive with illegal numbers except for the time that Vice President Brandon has been the White House squatter-in-chief, of course. Let's take a quick look at some other countries. Japan has basically banned immigration. Their stagnant population is due to secular corruption, not a lack of immigrants. There's also Poland. They have legal immigration, not for Muslims, for safety, of course, but they insist on no illegal aliens. There's Hungary. They have similar strictures. Why? And more important, how did they get the consensus and manage to maintain that consensus well into the 21st century with all this woke joke insanity all around them? And that's key. That's a key question. I think, it, I think the consensus comes from not having the watered-down culture that comes from immigration in the first place. No immigration, no cultural division. Sounds like that solves what only appears to very dishonest people to be a very complex question. Dishonesty always makes a muck of very simple and good things. Dishonesty destroys families, countries, and smashes happiness up against the rocks. Why? 
because hidden agendas of one group begets hidden agendas from opposing groups. This is simply our corrupt human nature. But if the standard is always for honesty and transparency and not for billionaire bribes by low-life scumbags like George Soros, then we have a much higher probability of solving this immigration mess. There is genius in simplicity and honesty. But the deep state mafia loves to dirty the picture of perception with their filthy influence and bribes. A society that values life and wants to actually live is what's missing in all the countries who insist on destroying the social and economic lifestyles of their own native-born. It's the opposite of a national narcissism. It's a death wish. But this isn't entirely sociological. It is brought to them by the corrupting influence of money. Big mafia money. The new mafia. You cannot have a happy people without unity. The deep state needs to constantly sow division to divide and conquer. That's why the new mafia is in love with endless mass immigration, legal and illegal. And the dumber the immigrants, the greater the victims they will prove to be. This means more misery for us and more unbridled expanding powers for the deep state. The real purpose behind diversity is to create unfixable partitions. Diversity is a term that has been raped of all its good. Now when we hear it, we tend to think of it in terms of being an extreme pejorative, something that no one in their right mind wants anything to do with. But diversity used to be an actual good. Diversity of thoughts and ideas that come from a solid liberal education. That too is a pejorative now. Or a diversity of counselors with differing viewpoints. But when you have a whole hodgepodge of different cultures from all over the world and it's PC to remain a collection of different disparate cultures, not become a a melting pot, as was the American ideal when America was strong, then diversity weakens us, not strengthens us. This is especially true when you have large numbers of refugees escaping persecution. The persecuted come from weak and broken cultures, and the sum of all these broken parts pouring into America creates an even weaker foundation because these people don't know any better. This reminds me of Representative Ilhan Omar. They came from the third world where their culture has a deep lack of respect for humanity. Otherwise, why do the innocent have to flee to come here? Then, the deep state mafia needs to make sure these new arrivals stay on their knees and never truly advance to someday become a threat to the deep state. And they achieve that by blaming people with light skin pigmentation for all their woes, when in fact... The billionaire deep state mafia is to blame for almost all of their woes and victimization. These poor people are being used by corrupt, woke billionaires to advance their deep state interests. The deep state is financing their permanent victim status. Far-left communist fascist Ilhan Omar is one of the infamous fraud squad and was one of a multitude of Somalian refugees, a highly undesirable spot on earth. But hey, let's just let them into America, because it's a nice thing to do, and hey, America can handle the permanent crippling damage, no problem. Why does Sweden no longer want immigrants? In 2021, the consensus among Swedes was five times higher with the concerns of crime than in the European Union. Most of the crime 
came from organized crime gangs. About 80% of the shootings came from these organized crime gangs. And then some 90% were involved in shootings and foreign-born and second-generation offenders, some 90% of those shootings. Immigrants receive an enormous amount of government aid. And the more children they have, the more aid, and immigrants tend to have a lot of children. Mass immigration is bad enough by itself. Combine that with the ultra-welfare corruption, it's like throwing gas on a fire. Compare this with the USA. Well, there is no comparison. In, in America, it's playing out to be many times worse. Because we have a much larger country, but the canary in the coal mine is that Sweden is dying. The deep state don't care. Why? Because the deep state is your new mafia. Of all major American problems, this far and away has the simplest solution. Shut down the border. All extraneous issues just melt away when we do that. But there's so many special interests involved. People and relations and work are all very messy. The main goal of the Democrats is to weaken the family. If weak, that strengthens their argument that we need immigration. Strong families absolutely annihilates all arguments for even legal immigration and the endless stream of new Democrat voters. That's why Democrat policies are all geared for the immediate elimination of the American family. Action steps. Number one, get involved, part-time or full-time, right now. It matters not what you do so much, but that you do. Don't join so much. Learn to become a leader in your own church and neighborhood first. Then rapidly expand into local politics. Knock on doors. Run for local races. Grow where you're planted. Action step number two. Support with money and volunteer work. Only non-rhino Republicans. Learn to hate the actions of these rhinos who do nothing but give accidentally on purpose support to America's thoroughly rotten deep state mafia. Scum like Chris Krispy Kreme Christie and Mike Nonsense Pence. Sellouts and cowards like those. One of the most important quick minor actions you can take is to make sure you leave a review and share this revolutionary podcast with others on Twitter or X at no PC allowed spelled A-L-O-U-D. Again, on Twitter or X as it's now known at no PC allowed spelled A-L-O-U-D. You've been listening to No PC Allowed. I am Mac Iverson. We will meet again next week and every week.